Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, co-insurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. On today's episode, we talk Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger's surprise engagement, the egg that broke the internet, John Legend's epic 40th birthday party, we do our award ceremony, do our whole Kardashian recap, and so much more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And we are back this week, week two of 2019, and we are so excited. Um, there's a lot to get into today, not as much as last time, but still a decent amount, and we're excited to get through it all. Uh, first, one quick little housekeeping announcement. So we get a lot of responses to the podcast from you guys via DM. Um, and it's really hard to kind of sort through it in addition to all the submissions. So we have decided to create an email address. It's going to be commentsbycelebspod at gmail.com. And you guys can respond to your thoughts on the show or if we ask specific questions or kind of anything. And hopefully we'll get to a point where we can be responding. Um, but it's really awesome to hear your thoughts and we want to do that more. And it's just not feasible to do it via DM. So just a little announcement because I know some of you had asked for that also. Anyway, so you know how it goes. News, Instagram, um, some engagements this week, things like that. We'll do the awards, Kardashian, um, and that'll be it. You ready? I'm going to use that email to get like 10% off stores. You know when you run out of yes. dibs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, so let's start with the first pretty obvious story is Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger getting engaged. This was... It's not that I want to say we didn't see it coming because they obviously seemed serious, but it, it did happen relatively quickly. Yes. Should we? So let's just give a little background to anyone. So Chris Pratt and Anna Faris were married, and they got divorced in August of 2017 after being married for eight years. So, you know, that was, I feel like as a community, everybody was kind of invested in their relationship. Totally. And we were upset. They were a good couple. They were good. They were a really good couple. And we were sad when they split. However, they always did it in an incredibly like amicable way. Yeah. Well, especially because they have a son. Yeah. Like as, anytime there are kids involved, like I think people try to be as amicable as possible. Totally. And she's just a class act. Totally. She really is. And he's great. Like he's, he's just such a, like from what I've seen, just a good person. He's also he like really hot. Is. Like hot. He, he didn't used to be. He didn't know. I know. He, something happened to him recently. Well, he like, it was because he was in Guardians of the Galaxy and he like got ripped. Do you feel like, this is how I feel about him. He exudes like masculinity. Yeah. He's like, I would say my type to a T because he's also like, did you ever watch? No, I don't even know why I asked. What? Did you ever see him on Parks and Rec or no? No. He's fucking hilarious, but like goofy hilarious. Yeah, that is kind of your type. Yeah. That's true. It's like you like, Julie, you know, that's so true. Julie likes like a very kind of masculine look. And I would say there's, 
I don't know. There's an aspect of you that has that, likes that goofy kind yeah. of side, right? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Anyway, so Chris and Catherine were spotted, <laughs> now that we <laughs> explained in depth why we're talking to Chris <laughs> Pratt. Um, so him and Catherine were spotted for the first time together um, on June 17th of 2018. So that was this year. But they had apparently been dating for a few months before. And then we've seen them really spotted together constantly. And then he posts on Instagram a couple of days ago that they're engaged. I'm so happy for them. So happy for him. Um, she, So everybody was, you know, Every single celebrity in Hollywood commented from Gwyneth Paltrow to, I mean, everyone. And of course, everybody was looking for the Anna Faris comment and we got it. And we were so excited when we saw it. She was just like, congratulations, so excited for you both. Yeah. I mean, she's also in a relationship, like she's very happy. I think that, I, I genuinely believe her when she's like, I'm happy for you both. No, I think so too. Also, it's just so interesting. Now he's going to be in the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maria Shriver, Patrick Schwarzenegger fam. Yeah. Well, we've seen him and Patrick, like, hanging out. Like, they go to basketball games together, which is, I love. Did you see the ring? Yeah, it's fucking— Okay. It is fuck—oh, my God. I saw, I saw like, Daily Mail or something on the Snap Story this morning on my way here, and it was, like, um, Catherine, like, like raining in L.A., but Catherine's ring brings the shine or something. And it's estimated between one hundred fifty and 250000 I would estimate on my eye, what do you think, like, seven carats? It's, it's massive. It's huge. It, it, yeah, I would say seven or more. There was a picture of her getting into her Range Rover with the Hermes bag holding the like Hermes shopping <sighs> bag. Got hot. Like, no, I know. Hot. I was, I'm like, I was like sweating watching it. She's really good for we are so happy for you. Ooh, that just sent chills down my spine. I know. <laughs> like literally talk dirty to me. That is my porn is just looking at like celebrity engagement rings. No, Julie, she has a folder on our Instagram. So what we try to do, we try to be incredibly strategic about the way we were handling everything. And we would do like each picture we had a full a folder on our own. Instagram. So like if we knew if we wanted a, a clapback, we could go to there. And Julie, Julie has one, it's just engagement rings. And I'm like, what's the significance? She's like, no, sorry, that's just for me. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes only. Um, okay. Second story is the whole Super Bowl situation. So I think you take the reins on this one. Of course. Anytime <laughs> that it's music, I'm pretends like she's just like, she's like, why don't you, do you want to talk? I'm like, you don't know anything. <laughs> like, obviously I'm going to talk. So it wasn't like, we, we knew Maroon 5 was going to be doing the Super Bowl, but they hadn't officially confirmed it because there was a lot of like drama around the halftime show because of the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. So people were really hesitant to confirm. People were hesitant to like, be, like show support of people doing the, the halftime show. So I think it just came out that Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy officially confirmed. Um, people were really upset with Travis, and they were, like, telling him not to do it. They were asking him to step down. His agreement on doing the halftime show was that the NFL had to donate $500,000 to the charity of his choice. And uh, the charity is Dream Corps, which is a, ch a charity that promotes social justice and focusing on, like, solutions to those problems. So I think that for Travis Scott, it was a huge thing. Like, to give up the Super Bowl halftime show, like, that's a huge career move. And, like, regardless of everything else going on, you really have to, like— take that into consideration. And I think he found the perfect balance between I'm going to do something that's really amazing for my career and something that he's probably always dreamed of doing while also doing something positive and, and promoting. I to totally it. agree. It's like he's accomplishing a bucket list item while still remaining true to his actual beliefs, which is that the NFL is not operating in a socially just way at all. Right. Yeah. No, I think that that was a really smart thing. I, I was wondering um, when he got the offer, if he, like, I don't know, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about if any of the Kardashians' spouses or significant others discuss business decisions with Chris. So I'm wondering, like, I'm not saying, she, I'm not giving her the credit at all. I'm just curious if he talked Sought about it out her, advice from right, her. Right, and I she think, was like, I think probably. Because that's a really smart move. I mean, it, you know, it, it kind of like shuts down the critics in a way. Yeah. 
I think so. Yeah. I mean, there are always going to be critics, but I think that he did it in a way that could at least appease to them. Yeah, and you know, on some level, you know, they're all going to go. Right. I mean, who wouldn't see that's a fucking epic Super Bowl halftime show? No, I know. Good for him. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with that. I think that there was, you know, we were seeing all the speculation, and you always said you did not think for even a quarter of a second that he wasn't going to do it. Travis. Yeah. No, I, I always you thought were he was right about it. Do it. I know you said. That. Say it again. Okay, as you guys know, Julie literally orgasms when I tell her she's right. Okay. When anyone does, I Anyone, guess. yeah. So third, this was just, I'm telling you, this is going to be the year of Miley and Liam. It already has been. So it was his birthday a couple of days <laughs> what ago. What gave it away? <laughs> <laughs> it was his birthday a couple of days ago, and she Instagrams for him, and she's it's, she makes a caption like, happy birthday to the hubs. And she writes a, a four-slide note about all the things she loves about him. Yeah, it was, I cried. It was so beautiful. It wasn't like your typical, you know, you're the greatest guy in the world kind of thing. It was a specific little, like, you know what line really got me? Tell me, tell me if it's going to be the one the same one. We can say it at the same time. One, two, three. Weather? No. I love your socks on the floor because it lets me know that you're home. I want to, like, that is so, that's something I wanted to, like, say to my dad. Like, see, my socks are on the floor. Like, why are you fixed about it? Like, what do you mean? My entire wardrobe's on a chair in my room. Are you happy I'm home? That could totally be a meme, like how like kids across the nation are like using that as an excuse for their parents. My parents are like, no, I don't give a shit that you're home. <laughs> my parents are like, please leave. No, my favorite was when she was like, when you go outside um, to check when I ask you how the weather is instead of looking on your phone, how you I comb my hair, how, all of the little things about him. That the you- way his eyes wrinkle when he looks at the sun. Oh, Wait, we have to move on. I can't. No, I'm going to cry. They, they were, that was really sweet. They have seriously come a long way. Or the one when she said something and it was like, my boyfriend, and then it was like in parentheses, oh my God, I keep forgetting you're my husband. That's a good feeling. That's a really good feeling. Wow. I That couple is underrated. I'm telling you, they're going to go far. Oh my God. They've. I mean, of course, that that's the reason they're underrated though, because they are so under the radar. They, they keep themselves very private. This is, is it, as public as we've seen them since like the last song. I know. And they're, you know, we forget, I think at least, because they're not the type to put themselves in the spotlight so much, how mega how mega of stars they both are. Right. And both their families too. Right. Right. It's a lot of star power. There is a lot of star power between all of them plus all their significant others. Do you think they're going to wait a while to have kids? I don't know. What is she, 26? Uh, She's about 26. I think so. so in her 20s. I don't know, you know, in my, like, I would say yes. It's going to be a gorgeous child. Gorgeous. Holy <gasps> shit. Oh, my God. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, wow. That's going to be something. Anyway, that was just, we got so many inboxes about that. Like, oh, my God, this is so cute. I was like, I know there aren't any great comments on it, but I know it's so cute. I want I to talk about it, which is why here we are. Also, this trend sweeping Instagram started, which was the 10 years challenge of celebrities posting a picture in 2009 and 2019. And the biggest, like, takeaway I think that a lot of people had from that is that there are certain celebrities that they just don't age. So we posted one of Lori Laughlin, Candace Cameron Burr, and Reese Witherspoon, and Gab Union. Do, do not age. It was. And everybody's like, yeah, it's Botox. Listen, obviously they live in Hollywood, I'm, I'm sure, but this was this was different. No, this is different. It's not, Botox doesn't do that. I've seen some people with Botox yeah. and they've aged. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more than just that. It was like this glow. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. Those certain celebrities that we saw those pictures to be able to sit down and say, this is exactly my skincare routine. You know, no matter how much it is, just that we know. Yeah. This is my skincare routine. This is my, like, laser, you know, routine. And this is my diet. I, I wish that celebrities were more honest about their, like, lasers and their— Like, because 
people don't talk about plastic surgery unless it's like real plastic surgery, but getting like injections in your jawline and like small Botox, like you don't have to talk about it because it's, it's A, if somebody ever questioned you, it's not going to show up on an x-ray and B, it, it's subtle enough that you don't have to. I just want to know for the sake of knowing, like, and it's so hard because people can't do that because they get so judged for their that kind of stuff. But I just, I want to know. I want to know exactly what you do. I think they get judged either way. It's like, if they explain it all, like if Kim was to really sit down and say, this is all of the stuff I've had done, right. she'd be, I don't even know. But at the same time, then people are like, wow, you say you had nothing done. So it's like, they can't win. Right. And they post pictures themselves and everyone's like, it's all Botox. You can't like, you're so lying about your beauty. But if they were to come out with it and say, you're right, this is everything I've done, then you're right. It's a, it's a it's no a one situation. It's a lose-lose. But for those of you that you don't even have to follow the Kardashians, but follow a lot of celebrities. You know the Dr. Simon Orion in Beverly Hills is like the go-to. Uh, I've heard of him once or twice. <laughs> cosmetic dermatologist in in LA. And he seriously works magic. And I'm telling you, I've looked at, I really have done my research on those treatments. Yeah, me too. It's You have to have, that's like next level. You have to have a lot of disposable yeah. income to be able to afford a $20,000 laser treatment. You know I what know, I mean? I don't want to talk about it. It's a lot. That's not a boob job. Like, that's something that needs to continually be I mean, it's— it, Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, that's a, one treat, but it's probably, like, exactly the price. That's what I'm saying. Job, yeah. Exactly. Um, also, in the world of Instagram, the egg has— The goddamn egg. <laughs> has broken the world record for most liked picture on Instagram ever beating out Kylie Jenner. And, it, it, like, this this was meme culture to a T. Yeah. It, it was—oh, my—and everyone got on board. Everyone. How did that even happen? I have no idea, but the amount of celebrities, it, it got over 33 million likes. Then Kylie posted the video, like, back at the egg of her cracking it. Which it, was which was so funny because it was a video from a while ago that she had posted that was her cracking, like, frying an egg on on the sidewalk. And her, a fan account of hers had posted it. And it yeah. was so funny. No, that was really funny. That whole, the whole way that that happened, it, it really is true. Like, it does show the power of social media. It's unbelievable. I can so see Stormy growing up being like, can I have some scrambled eggs? And Kylie's like, absolutely not. We don't eat eggs in this family anymore. (laughs) You you know what that egg did to you. (laughs) That's so funny. Did you see last night they had a party at Poppy in LA and like all of these influencers were there for the egg? Like, no, it's no. ridiculous. You have to look at Tana Mojo's story, YouTube star, for those of you uninterested. Um, and I was she, like, why didn't I see it? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> they're holding up like a giant picture of an egg. It was like, for lack of a better word, quote, lit. You know, when we did the story, or you did the story that was, um, remember the egg, this is him now, and it was like an egg in a pan. You also could have done like 10-year egg challenge. Oh, like that 10 is year, funny. Yeah, that would have been funny. We, the ideas come to us after we've already posted yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Because I was, I was like, I was making eggs later that day, and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to tell <laughs> we her. We could have done it scrambled. Like, we could have done a third version of it scrambled. I, I, I thought about it, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to take it away from her. I'm not going to tell her. <laughs> that was so, Julie. Well, don't read into it. <laughs> um, and lastly, in the world of Instagram exceptionalness, except, what's the word? Exceptional? I think you're just making stuff up now. I'm thinking of the word that I want to, it'll come to me, but John Legend's 40th birthday party. Oh my God. Incredible. So Chrissy posted, so Chrissy hosted John's 40th birthday party at their house. The entire thing was Casino Royale. They literally redid their entire house, every single room of it. Which people always say, like, why do you follow all of the Glam Squad members? I follow them for the exact reason that they go to every single one of these parties and show the behind the scenes that no one else shows. Totally. You did not get to see the rest of that party unless you're following Jen Atkin. It's just a totally. fact. She took you through the entire thing. 100%. There's nothing cooler than that. No, I agree. 
And then, okay, so then she had this photo booth set up, which I'm sure you which all saw the pictures of. Which was fucking epic. 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 And John posted, you know, thanking Chrissy, and he was like, and there was an epic photo booth, which honestly is the only thing a party needs in 2018. So true. So true. There's no celebrity party that we we see anymore that doesn't have, like, an iconic photo booth. It, like, makes me upset when I think about, like, my bat mitzvah photo booth. And I was like, fuck that green screen. Oh, my God. Like, why was that even there? It's so ridiculous. It's mortifying, right? Like, I needed to be on the beach at my bat mitzvah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> with, the, with the frame that's, like, that's hot, and you're all standing back to back with guns. <laughs> I know. I know it's so And no well. one's looked uglier in their whole life. In their whole lives. In their entire uh, lives. I could have had a Casino Royale theme with that photo booth. Oh, my God. Fuck my parents. I know. That yeah, would have been insane. <laughs> um, so anyway, something else I wanted to say is John posted, John Legend posted all these pictures. And the last the last round, he was like, okay, I promise this is the final, like, no more, birth- no more birthday pictures. I promise this is it. And I feel like everybody is collectively like, we're not mad, I- but post away. I hate when celebrities are like, no more pictures. Like, haha, sorry. Just, like, we'll spare you no more. I'm like... Post everything on your fucking camera roll right now. Post everything. We want to see it all. Do you like, think that's how people feel when we're like, okay, last post of the day? Yes. And not to sound in a weird way, but it's not because it's not us. They like to see the comments. Yeah. No, not because of us. Yeah. yeah when we, totally. when, that's true. Remember one time we posted a roundup when we made the caption like, sorry that this is the seventh post of the day. Please don't unfollow it. Everybody's like, we're not unfollowing. We swear. Post as much as you want. It's hard because I feel like there are definitely people who are like, you're clogging my feed. I like, know. It's probably a mix. It's probably a mix. That's what I'm saying. When we were asked that question a couple of days ago, what's the hardest part of the account? And it's like curating the content to a way to make it appealing to everybody. To yeah, everybody. It's impossible. It's, you, you can't please everybody. No, you, you seriously cannot please everybody. It's physically impossible. Um, is there anything else that you would like to touch on? We weren't very heavy news like this week. No, there, we weren't, which is kind of nice for, for a change. Give us a break. I know. It's, oh, it's nice to- Jobs are so hard. <laughs> So we're now going to transition to our award ceremony. This is the part of the episode where we crown the funniest comment and the best clapback of the week. And we are going to start with funniest. We have two nominees. So the first was Alexa Chung, who is incredibly underappreciated in the comment world, I just want to say. I think incredibly underappreciated, period. Period. But I used to be really obsessed with her when I was in like in middle school, actually. And then what happened? It was like there was a little laugh. You know there. what happened was that the hipster phase like kind of went out. When everyone was like a wannabe hipster, she was at the very peak. You know what? You're right. So I think that we need to— Second time this episode. (laughs) Shocking. Oh, my God. No surprises there. (laughs) Anyway, so Fuck Jerry posted a meme, and it said, I keep saying Alexa when I mean to say Siri, and I just can't believe I live in a time where I'm getting my servant robot's name mixed up. And she responds, I can't believe I live in a time where I'm a servant robot. I always wanted people to be able to pronounce my name right and not call me Alexis or Alexia, and here we fucking are. Careful what you wish for, kids. So funny. So, so, so funny. So funny. And so 2019. And just, I love when we're all on board in the same thing that we can't believe we're living in this world where. I can't believe we're messing up our robots. It's unbelievable. It's really, it's so crazy. It is. Um, the second one was, the second nominee is John Mayer. So Trash Can Paul posted this meme and it was said, how picky are you? And it's me. And it's like a picture of 50, page 56 on Pornhub, meaning like you can't find the porn you want to watch until page 56. And he responds, after page four, you're the problem. So funny. So funny. And s- I honestly, I think that we should give it to Alexa. What do you think? No, I, I just don't. think it's much more, like, not more relatable, but just, like, hilarious. More 2019. Yes, but also we just don't see her as much. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so happy to give it to her. Oh, my God, same. Totally. Okay, so congratulations, Alexa Chung. You are the recipient for this week's Funniest Comment of the Week. 
Um, we'll now move into Clapback, and there were two nominees. So, which, by the way, the second one, which is I'll get into in a second, we posted in a roundup, and people were really pissed that we didn't make it a solo. I know, that was we'll, our bad. We'll get into that in a second. So the first nominee is uh, Nina Agdal. She posted a, two different pictures of herself, like slide one, slide two. And the first was her looking all dolled up. And the second was her like in a face mask, no makeup, in a robe. And she writes, went on a date with Jack last night and actually tried to be hot. Woke up this morning like myself again, hung over with a mask on. Feels good to be in a comfortable relationship. And someone comments, be honest, if he was broke, you wouldn't be with him. <laughs> and she responds, probably not. I fucking love that. I know, I love that. It's like, you know what? Duh. <laughs> Just be, she's honest about it. Oh my God. Here's what I, I always told you my grandma my grandma used to say to me when I was like way younger. She would say like, there's nothing, you don't need to marry someone with money at all. You marry for love. However, it doesn't hurt. My mom used to. <laughs> <laughs> Should we not say it? Okay. <laughs> um, second nominee is Deborah Messing. So she posted this picture of herself and it was her side by side, her look at the Golden Globes, which is that long silver dress, side by side with um, a Game of Thrones character. And someone comments, you're so full of yourself. And she responds, I am full of myself. And based on your feed, you are too. Except instead of posting pictures of borrowed gowns and name games for fun, you post selfies of, your th- of yourself in a thong on a bed and pictures of your crotch and legs. Bravo for loving yourself. Everyone should. I love that. Ooh, that I like good. when you read long ones. <laughs> Is it relaxing to you? Yeah, I almost fell asleep. <laughs> no, here's the thing. We posted it in a roundup and people were commenting like, Deborah Messing deserves her own. Let me just tell you guys the thought process behind that. For a split, we knew how good of a clapback it was, but for a split second, we're like, is this too intense? Like, I, I never know. I, I don't know either. You know, you would think we know by now, but some people really surprise us with what, they're, what they think is light enough and what they think isn't. I don't know anything anymore. We thought we did. And then, for a while, we really thought yeah, we had it down, down to a science. Yeah. But you know something that I think we can attribute to this to, which we never spoke about privately, is that when you first have like 100, 200,000 followers, you know, and it's not growing that fast, those are the same people. But when it started to really grow, new people were coming on board that we didn't necessarily know their opinions. Do you know what I'm saying? It keeps happening. It does, which is, I mean, it's the good news, obviously. Yeah, I'm totally I'm happy to have their opinions on board. <laughs> but it's true. It's interesting. And you I have to learn a whole new audience. You do. That's what I'm saying. We're learning. We're As we go, we're learning a new audience, which clearly this audience approves of a Deborah Messing Savage clapback. Also, I think that people really like when people like Deborah Messing clap back because there are people that you're just used to clapping back and you're like, all right, like at this point, it's just, you know, right. not that I feel that way. Just I think a lot of people are like, all right, at this point, you're just like being mean. Like you don't see a Deborah Messing clapback. So the one time that she like decides to do that, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I completely agree. Personally, I think it's, she, she's the winner here. Oh, definitely. Okay. I literally, I love when we agree. Like I know we do most of the time, but it makes 98% me so 98% of the time. 98% of the time, but I love when it's so written in stone, you yeah. know? Like, no. yes. Anyway, so congratulations, Deborah Messing. You are the recipient for this week's best clapback of the week. Um, anyway, okay, good for the award ceremony. So congratulations to those recipients. And now let's transition into our Kardashian recap. This is the part of the episode where we talk about all things Kardashian in an incredibly unfiltered way. And again, for those of you uninterested, feel free to fast forward. So let's kick it off with the sun- Super Soul Sunday at Kim's. Is that what they're calling it? Super Soul Sunday or yeah. just Sunday service? No, Super Soul Sunday. I'm almost positive. I love it. So for those, I'm sure you all saw this because you obviously follow Kim if you're listening to this. So she has been posting recently on Sundays, Kanye does this church-like performance. We believe it is at their house. We're not positive, but we think it is with these really cool lights and incredible vocals. Incredible vocals. And And they sing only Kanye's songs or like 90% Kanye's songs. And they call it church. 
Yeah, it's the most Kanye thing ever. The funniest thing. Wait, tell them the Saturday Night Live thing with Mason. Oh, so they're watching and, and they're singing one of Kanye's songs. I don't even remember which one it was. And you hear Mason Beckham going, he sang this on Saturday Night Live. Also, also the funniest part that Mason said was the pastor that was there was announcing like food after the meal. And you hear Mason go, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> Mason Disick, if we had any doubt that he was the coolest person in no, the world, he's the Simon, coolest. No, not only does he keep proving it himself, but Simon really oh, yeah. proved it to us. I know he is. I just, like, he's just so fucking funny and, like, so cool. I know. Cooler than any of us will ever be. No, a thousand percent. Also, happy birthday, Chicago. Aw. Did you see that post yeah, Kim did? Yeah, of course did? I did. Of course you did, I know, obviously. Um, also, second, so last night, Kim, Chloe, and Courtney were on Watch What Happens Live with Andy, which he's doing a toll, like, I think two weeks in L.A. I think so. Which, you know, the guests in L.A. are always just amazing. Chrissy and John are going to be on Thursday. It's unbelievable. They get anyone because nobody has to travel, so it's it's really amazing. Um, and first of all, they were really kind of raw last night. Very raw. Do you think that that's just an Andy Cohen thing? I think that— I think it's two things. I think that they've started to put themselves in a position where they can be raw because they know they're more likable that way. And two, I think Andy Cohen just has this ability to like pull things out of people and just put them in a situation where they have no choice but to be raw and candid. Right. Do you think, I, this is something I was thinking about and I don't know if this is a valid point. I kind of was just toying with it in my mind. Do you think that there's a part of it that it's like when a, when the person is interviewing you is also a celebrity themselves? Do you think that that changes the perspective of the interviewee in the sense of like they can understand what it's like to be in the headlines for anything? Like Andy's pregnancy, for example. I mean, Andy having this kid is not as big news as Kim, but it's it's huge fucking news. The only reason I'm I'm questioning what you're saying is because most interviews that they do, the interviewee is a famous. Think about it. Ellen, Fallon, Kelly, Andy. But do you think that they're more willing on those versus like a— I don't know, sit down interview with. I think it's just the vibe of the show. The vibe, yeah. I think if you're on a show where it's a serious tone and you're there to promote, that's the thing. A lot of people who do these shows will do it to promote whatever project they're working on. This, they just went on to be them. So Kim didn't have to promote a skin, like her makeup line. Chloe wasn't promoting Good American or Revenge Body. Courtney wasn't. It was just them being interviewed about who they are rather than going on with an agenda. And I think when you're doing it in that setting, especially with the vibe that Andy puts on his show, it's so much easier to be like raw and candid and funny in who you are. I think you're totally right. I also think that a Watch What Happens Live audience, and I, I'm kind of guessing here, is a lot more receptive to the Kardashians and they know that. Yeah. There's a huge crossover between Bravo watchers and Kardashian watchers. Yeah, it's pe reality TV watchers. Right, the, right. The handshaking emoji. Yeah. Oh, the meme you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The, with the, with the, you guys the know exactly yeah. the meme she's talking about. I wish we could like have a thing flash of the meme, but it's a bit, it's an audio. So I guess no, it wouldn't be a podcast. Yeah, I know. Did. Sorry, just fantasizing. Um, but let's talk more about this whole episode. So first of all, Kim confirmed that she is having the, the fourth child, which we all kind of knew. In the most casual way ever. It was so funny because he's like, are you? And she's like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, <laughs> I just didn't expect you to like, like tell everyone, like Courtney was like, what the fuck? And she was like, okay, I got drunk at the Christmas party. I have no idea who I told. Everyone knows I might as well just say it. Right. Which is so, and Kim never drinks. Like we know that about her. Like it's just not who she is. So I just, it was just so funny the way she said it. Like it was so un-Kardashian-like because it was just so uncalculated. It just came out. 
I was in awe when that happened. I know it's such a small thing, but I I just expect everything that they do to be so strategic. And maybe this was like, and maybe they're using reverse psychology, but I don't think so. I don't know. I think it was just like, whatever. She was yeah. kind of like, you know what? Yeah. I'm well, also, apparently the baby's due soon, she said. Right. Which is fucking crazy. How, imagine if her and Andy had the kid at He's, the same. They said, they were like, Andy was like, Kim said, maybe our boys can have a play date. Oh my God. So they're going to be two boys and two girls. In, in the in Kim's yeah. family, Kanye, now that he has two sons, like he's really gonna. I feel like he's just starting to groom the groom them from the time they're, you know. I think that all of his focus. I, I think he's grooming them, but I think all of his focus is on North. Yeah, I think. Was, I mean, they're the same person. They have so, like she is his per- personality to a T. Do you think he? Yeah, they definitely have a really special relationship, and I think Kim and Saint. I mean, listen, they all do, but they always say mother and son. Yeah, you know, like and, him, and father and daughter, and father and daughter, of course. I, I think I think they're just. I just feel like North, not to get all Nori's black book on you, is is not going to be so down with another kid in the mix. No, she hates Sate. <laughs> she fucking hates Sate. They talk about it all the time. Like I feel like she's like, come on, guys. They were fighting in the in the audio of the church, the church service. service. I know. And, and Kim's like, but Kim was Kim was yelling at Sate. She's like, Sate, stop it. She doesn't have your toys. And they're like, your toys are right there. I was like, that that's also as real as it gets. When you have an audio in the background of something that you're not realizing your kids are just fighting about toys, there's not one person that can't relate to that. I so agree, which is why I love when they do this kind of stuff. And that's why I always like listen so intently and over because you just find out like things. I know. you re- And not even in a way of like that it's going to make a headline, a negative thing. Like you hear someone talking no, shit, no. that's a lot less likely. I think everybody, especially when one of them is going live, they make like an announcement. You've heard it. Like the second someone walks into the room, the first thing they say is, I'm live, I'm live, I'm live, I'm yeah, live. Yeah. Like, well, it's like when you're in the car and somebody, you're like, I'm on speaker and you're on speaker like yeah, in yeah, the car yeah. and somebody else is here. But imagine like, so, okay, think about it like this. Your mom calls, for example, right? And she, and you, you think she may say something and you're in the car with like two people and to you, that's a huge deal. Imagine if your live could potentially go to 121 million people and you just casually say something wrong. Well, I told you that, remember when Chrissy went live that one time and didn't even realize it? Like, she's lucky she's Chrissy. She could have said some shit. Anything. I, I, me, who has does not matter at all, has, that is like what you know, that's one of my biggest fears, yeah. accidentally going live. Yeah. Accidentally uploading a snap story. Oh, I, I have the chills just thinking about Isabel it. Isabel did that last night. I texted her. I was like, your snap story is your ceiling. <laughs> I was like, it's just a, a picture of your ceiling. Wow, you're such a good friend for catching that. Yeah. Did she you- was asleep, though, so... Like it was up for 20 minutes. And I was like, by the way, stories <laughs> are stealing. That's so funny. It could have been worse though. Um, okay, let's keep talking about what happened on Watch What Happens Live because there was a lot to get into and I just want to fill you in for anybody who didn't watch it, although you definitely should. So Kim spoke about her feud with Taylor Swift, Amber Rose, and Black China. Um, she said she's over the feuds and isn't bothered by them. Yeah, she just like, uh, they were just like, who cares anymore? Like we're over it. But it wasn't the question if she had to be in a room. That was the second locked- question. So-, so they played like, the, the game about the feuds that Andy plays. Um, and they asked a bunch of people. It, 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 like, I highlighted those three people because they were the most notable, but they had asked other ones. Um, one of the people they asked about that was really interesting, actually, is they asked if their feud with Chelsea Handler was over. And they were like, it's not a feud. Like, she has said shit about us. Like, one of the things that Chelsea Handler, I think, said that he had brought up was that um, she blames the Kardashians for Trump being elected president, which is like a whole convoluted thing about whatever. And Chloe's basically like, listen, if we have that much power, then like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, then that's a compliment because we don't and we have nothing to do with that. It's not our fault. Like, and they were like, Chloe was like, 
this is what annoys me. People will talk shit about us. And then as soon as we're in the same room with them and as soon as we're with them in person, they're up our asses, which is so true. So pick true. A, pick a lane. Pick a fucking lane and stick it, stay in yeah. it. I know. Like that's the thing. If you're going to talk shit about somebody, then follow through. Don't talk about shit about somebody. And then as soon as you want to be invited to their Christmas party, invited to this event, invited to this thing, and then you're like all of a sudden best friends with them again. But that's the thing. That's that's my belief on it. It's like if you don't do it in the first place with the Kardashians, because they offer, they can, they offer a lot. They're not the yeah. kind of people that you want to. Not because they'll take you down, but it's just you don't want to be on their bad side. There's no, re, there's nothing that's good's going to come from that. It's just like eventually, I'm not saying everybody, but eventually you might need a favor from them. And and they and if you're on their good side, they're the type of people that will absolutely go out of their way to get it for you. I completely agree. Um, but the question, that, to go back to the original thing, was Andy asked her, um, it was when they were playing the Plead the Fifth and Courtney skipped on a question and gave it to Kim. And, he, and Andy asked her, would you rather be stuck in an elevator with Taylor Swift or Drake? And she said, 100% Taylor Swift. I... Which, Which by, by the, the way, <laughs> I would take that elevator with Drake any fucking if, if day. He, if he's looking for someone. No, but wait, I want to comment on that. Yes, 100%. She, I think that that's actually the truth. But even if the answer wasn't, you know damn well she would never say Drake because Kanye would go Not a chance. It. Not a chance. Batch it. I mean, obviously. And like she has Kanye's back so much that it's she would never. I don't. I honestly believe her when she says she'd rather be in it. No, I think for her own sake, like I think she really doesn't has does not care for Taylor. Also, Swift. like worst case scenario, she can take Taylor. She can't take Drake. Yeah, <laughs> not that Drake would obviously ever hit her, but just like no, I know. I think that she. I think this is what I think. Truthfully, like no bullshit. I think she can't stand Taylor. And I think she actually Duh. doesn't have that big of a problem with Drake and probably wouldn't mind. However, be out of respect for Kanye and like her loyalty and the shit that it would cause and the Twitter storm, she would just never. Yeah. But don't you think that truthfully, the answer is Drake? Like if, if Kanye wasn't involved, not because she would well, do if anything they didn't have any, if they If Kanye wasn't involved, they wouldn't have had any beef and there'd be no reason. But she, she doesn't wouldn't. have the beef with, with him. Kanye does. And but the beef is a result of her. As a result of him not setting aside allegations that they slept together, which obviously isn't true. And she said it and, and Kanye said it. And Kanye's just annoyed that Drake never said it. And Drake, I guess when someone's your husband, like their beef becomes your beef. Which is true. You're a thousand percent right. I guess I'm just saying she was more directly related to the Taylor one. And she spoke yeah. out about it a lot more vocally. Yeah. Versus, and also with Drake, it was, he omitted something. He didn't do something. Taylor did something. Except for apparently he did call and threaten them. That's what one of the things that Drake said was. Yeah, apparently. Who knows? I don't know. I, I guess I just, the, the Taylor thing. It's hard when your friends fight. Because I, I love, I love, I love Drake. No, I know you do. No, you, and I love you, Kanye, so much. If you're listening by any chance. Also, there's no way that Kim and Drake could be in an elevator together and they would get out and there wouldn't be rumors that they just had sex. Like, just pretty That'd matter be of so hot. That'd be the hottest fucking sex tape. Okay, we can't even get into that. Okay. Um, so, Second, Courtney said that she'd be happy for Scott and Sophia if they got engaged. That was big. And said that, and they all said that they think that they will get engaged. That was, that we, was in the after show. By the way, Julie and I were not watching this together, and now, the fact that Emma even watched is a goddamn miracle. I know. I, the, the person that I was hanging out with was into that surprisingly, so we watched. But and also, I was so high when I was watching this, and something changes when I watch Watch What Happens Live when I'm high because I'm so much more analytical about everything, and it was like. I felt genuinely like Courtney was talking about the Scott and Sophia thing with and had zero like rage in her. No, I don't think she has any anger in her. I think she's genuinely happy for them and genuinely happy to see him in a good place. I think that I call 
I call BS on her saying that she wouldn't be at least a little upset if they got engaged. Anytime your ex, like somebody you have three kids with is engaged to another woman, there's not going to be, you're not going to be like, ah, so happy for them. Couldn't be more ecstatic. What an amazing, like, no, there's going to be a little something there at the very least. It's, it's so illogical to think otherwise. Also, obviously they know better than we do in terms of the likelihood of Scott and Sophia getting engaged. However, I would be so shocked. I don't think it's happening for a while. I don't think it's happening for a while. I think, first of all, he's just finding himself. I think she's she's literally 20 years old. I don't think Lionel would be down for that. I know he doesn't have control, but I think he would really talk her against that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that, I think they're going to give it a little bit longer. I think so too. Also, as we all say, who knows about him and Courtney, right? Right. And getting engaged is a really final, not final, of course, something could change, but that's a pretty- <laughs> In Hollywood, it's one of the least final things ever, actually. <laughs> I know. But you know what I'm saying? And and yeah. also to have to explain it to the kids unless you're 100% sure. I just don't think he's doing that and, yet. And I think Courtney and Scott should figure out whether or not they want to have any more kids together. Right. If Which obviously, as we've said numerous times, it's not like they would be having sex to have kids. They would. They wouldn't have to. They would. <laughs> they they could. would. No, they could, but it would be an insemina- insemination process. I just think that Scott wouldn't have a baby with Courtney while married to Sophia. Right. That seems a that little seems complicated. That seems a little complicated. Can I give you a quick fake scenario that would be awesome. So yeah. let's say let's say Courtney wanted to do IVF. We never do fake scenarios. I know. <laughs> Here we are. So let's say Courtney wanted to do IVF. Like, you know, said, listen, you're dating someone. I am or I'm not, but I want to just chew on his sperm. And the doctor was like, you know what? It's not going to work out. Like it has to be natural insemination. Like they, ha- you have to have sex to be able to have a kid. I'm making this up, okay? Ha- but no, just listen. And they have to have sex to have the kid. And then she, like it reignites something. Do you think that's possible? No, I... I think they would just be like, okay, never mind. You don't think that if they wanted another kid that badly that having sex would stop them? You think having sex would stop them? I don't know if they want another kid that badly. If they did, I'm saying. I guess not. But I don't know if him and Sophia would be able to recover from that. Right, like that's what I'm saying. That would be This crazy. is really a logical story. I cannot imagine a scenario in which it would be easier to procreate by having sex than through that's- artificial, through IVF. Okay, I literally preface this by saying I'm going to give you a fake scenario. You didn't say an illogical scenario. You said a fake scenario. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, let me go, no, know what you guys think. I bet you Craig Fletcher has thoughts on that. Our one follower, Craig Fletcher, who is very invested in the Kardashians. I'd love to hear what you say. Also, um, so in addition to- I please, love when we force our followers to take sides between us. I know. It's, <laughs> they like when we Because if you don't have my back, you <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> um, okay, also, they, when they were playing Plead the Fifth, Courtney said that Andy asked, if you were in Chloe's position, would you have stayed with Tristan? This and it was, was so interesting because Courtney took a really long pause and Chloe was like, answer the fucking question. Like, I just know. answer it. And she, I, I, she really had her back. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the answer is true, which she said she would have. She said she would have done the same thing. One of the things they said was they were like, yeah, you stuck with Scott through a lot. Which, I don't believe Courtney. She's, I don't, I don't believe that she would have stayed. But I think that her loyalty to Chloe is so deep that on public television, she wouldn't have mm-hmm. embarrassed her like that. No, I don't think so either. I think she would have viewed that as an embarrassment. Do you agree with what I'm saying? I think so. I mean, listen, with the with the whole Tristan thing, as I've said numerous times, it's not so much the cheating in general. It's the way it happened and the timeline of it. And it was so mortifyingly embarrassing and put her in such a stressful situation that it's like, for me— I understand everything she said. You don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. When you have a baby on the way, things change. For me, for my opinion, I stand firm in in my belief that she shouldn't have stayed with him. Not because he was unfaithful, because who the fuck cheats on someone the day before they're about to give birth? I mean, 
that's like, who knows when you're in that situation and things are so stressful for you, like that could have been such a danger to her and the baby. And there was no regard for that. Just to clarify though, did he cheat the day before or it went, didn't the news just break the day before? No, the the video was released the day, the morning after it had happened, and she went into oh, labor. It the the morning, so it was like really, and then the other videos came out of months prior. Right, but right. that main that video that one, broke okay, the one. Yeah, I know. I, I I still listen. We could talk about this till we're blue in the face. I still struggle with the idea of saying what I would have done because, like, or saying what I think she should have done because I just so think it's so unfair. Yes, everything in me, though, says I I can't imagine. But right. at the same time, who knows? And as we've said, maybe there is something about her that wants to con- continuity in terms of the father of her children, if she wants to have more than one kids. You can't blame her whatever she's thinking. No, I don't blame her. I don't, I'm, I just, I'm just saying from my own—I don't blame her at all. I, I totally understand everything that she said, and I respect her decision. And, and like, if her love for her daughter was so— or is so overpowering that it, she was willing to put it aside and they've been able to— re- revive their relationship in a way that seems healthy now, then like I'm beyond ecstatic right. for her. And I, I commend her just from my own point of view to like be betrayed like that and and humiliated and put in a sh- situation like that. I don't know if, I, if that's forgivable from my point of view. I mean, I a thousand percent agree with you. Um, I also just wanted to quickly touch on this because we didn't last episode and everybody, everybody is talking about it. The whole, and I don't want to even get too into it, the whole Kendall's proactive ad thing. So I'm sure most of you know, but I just want to quickly catch everyone up. So basically last week, let's say the ad was going to go live or the announcement quote was going to go live on Thursday. About Monday, I'm making up a timeline. It was about it was four su- days. It was a Sunday night. A Sunday night. Okay, but- so whatever. So from Thursday to Sunday, Chris starts saying, you know, make sure to tune into Kendall's Twitter on Sunday for an announcement. And everybody's kind of talking about it and teasing it. And, and they're talking about it with such like, she's going to share this this moment that she, you know, the struggle that she had, a lifelong struggle and da, da, da. And everybody's thinking it's really intense. Nobody knows what it's going to be about. And then she gets on and it, the way that it, I, I'm really struggling with the way that I want to discuss this because I'm not undervaluing how intense of a struggle acne is. And I think that that was really hard. That being said, they set it up to be something a way more emotionally intense and it ended up being an ad. And I think that people, that's what people had a hard time with. And the fact that it was for proactive right, the when they've been very, very public about like Kendall's been to the best dermatologist. It's not that she doesn't have acne. She had acne. I, she may have used proactive also. It's not what fixed her acne. It's, it's Dr. Christy Kidd who uh, Kylie was quoted as saying, who's their dermatologist, if she fixed Kendall's skin, I knew she could do mine. Right. It's like, I'm not, no one's hypothesizing by saying, a lot of times celebrities do this and you're like, this is such bullshit. They didn't use proactive. Like, but you don't have proof. This is right there in multiple interviews. And that's why people are having such a hard time with the fact that she's now the face of proactive when it's on record that she could have. And also I think that maybe people wanted her to say, in addition to my other things, like if she just came up, you know, confronted it, kind of said, I just think they shouldn't have hyped it up the way they did. It was, I don't know. It didn't sit well. It with came me. off as inauthentic and I'm not, not to like, again, not to downplay her struggle with that because clearly it caused her a lot of insecurity, but it came off as in- inauthentic because it was using raw emotions to sell a product. And I think people yeah. didn't respond well to that. And typically we're so in the Kardashians camp, like diehard. This one, I, I kind of- I think that's what makes our opinions not like live or die by our opinions, but more valid is because we're also willing to say like, from an objective this is what we're criticizing. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, they're not perfect. And we, we own up to that. We love them. We're, we're fascinated by everything that they do. Support and, them and we support them completely, but we don't agree with everything they right. do, which right. is logical. Which yeah. Do, should we just talk about other good things about us? No, but later. <laughs> Julie will text me randomly. Like something just like, you know what? I love when we do like whatever. Yeah. We're great. 
Um, lastly, I wanted to end on this because it kind of brings it really full circle. So if you guys remember from the uh, Simon episode last week, and we talked so much about Facetune and how it's like this, you know, issue sweeping the nation in terms of everybody altering their pictures. Joyce Finelli, who was the former Kardashian makeup artist, had a falling out with her. I don't think talks to them anymore. She posted this picture. She was fully naked, you know, but you couldn't see anything, kissing her husband. And it was an ad. It said at the top, paid partnership with Facetune app. And she wrote like, all I need is Facetune. I don't, don't need clothes, just need Facetune. And I texted it to Julie and I said, holy shit. The fact that they're now getting paid to Facetune, this is the craziest thing that's no, ever it's happened. it's wild. But honestly, well done. She owned it. Yeah. She owned the fact that she smoothed the shit out of her skin and she got paid for it. Like, to me, I was- yeah. I, I applauded that. I have never seen a Facetune ad on Instagram with a celebrity promoting it in my life. Maybe we'll see more now. I bet you, I'm going to make a really bold claim. Kim is going to do, like, you know how she did a partnership with Lumi? I bet you she's going to do one with Facetune. I don't know, but we'll say. Couldn't you see her being like, to all of you that say that I like smooth, like Photoshop my pictures, you know what? I fucking do. And I don't use it professionally. I do Facetune. Yeah, they've there's been pictures or videos while on Keeping Up With The Kardashians of you can see the Facetune app that they have it on. Yeah. I don't know if other people besides us notice that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people do. But anyway, that's our prediction. Oh, and I wanted to make a quick shout out well, to not, our follower. It's not our prediction. My prediction. It's, that it's your prediction. You kind of that I, maybe that agree I'm, with. That I'll think about. Okay, fine. I also want to make a shout out to our follower, Ellie. Oh, Ellie. We have this incredible follower. We asked her permission, who... Um, message us when we announced that we were coming back for the podcast with Simon and said, you know, I'm I'm getting surgery tomorrow and she's getting a double mastectomy. And she was like, I really am going to need something to listen to in my recovery. And I'm so happy you guys are coming back because I can finally listen. And we didn't get a chance to shout her out last episode. So we just want to say we love you. And we are so honored that you find our voices calming in your time of recovery. And we are praying for you and totally in your corner. And we know how strong you are. Couldn't have said it better myself. Anyway, we love you guys and we will see you next week. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada, yada, yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.